This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to Work of Tomorrow on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Christian Terbish. Welcome back from the break. I'm Christian Terbish. This is Work of Tomorrow on Business Radio on SiriusXM. We've been talking about business forces outsourcing today. In the first half of the show, I interviewed Chris Crowley, Chief Commercial Officer of Alorica, a company that has 100,000 employees serving customer requests that come in by either voice or chat or email or other social media channels. In the second half of the show, I want to now welcome Niti Meta, who is the co-founder of Automation Anywhere. Welcome, Niti. Nice to be here. So uh, I assume, Niti, you, you do not have 100,000 employees uh, at Automation Anywhere. Uh, so what is your approach of uh, keeping customers engaged and happy? So we are producers of a technology um, called RPA, Robotic Process Automation, that leverages both uh, AI and machine learning technologies in order to bring in the future of work. This is how we think the world will work in the coming future. All businesses in every industry um, will be enabled by bots, software bots that they train that help them get rid of their repetitive mundane work. And so we believe we will be at some point the largest employer in the world um, of digital workforce of bots. Give us a sense of what a bot might do for me. So, for example, I might have to rebook my ticket and uh, for my airline, and, and I'm kind of already doing this speaking to some either virtual agent or pressing numbers on a keypad, but oftentimes I, I much rather talk to a humanix uh, person. Uh, what do your bots do that provide a more delightful customer experience? Absolutely. So today's businesses, um, given uh, where technology is today and what we've accomplished in the last 30, 40 years, is we've created a lot of business process systems in the back end that enable us to be connected. So, for example, a bank might be processing a mortgage and um, it has very many things uh, as a part of that process. And so some of those things are quite repetitive in nature. And so as a part of your work at you know, if you're working in a bank, might be to take forms that are submitted manually and uh, digitize them and then have verifications across three different systems and then uh, have go to the next level of the approval process in the mortgage and so forth. Um, now, a lot of these systems that we have created have a lot of repetitive built into them. So what bots enable you to do is to train everybody to actually automate some of that repetitive and mundane work that you have as a part of your work load, and then that bot basically works for you. So you now can do better things. You can do more knowledge work. You can provide better service. You can create new models of delivery. Um, you can have new products at your bank and so forth. So the productivity that uh, comes out of it is a lot, lot more because automation has been democratized. And a bank can, for example, get 200% more productivity or deliver mortgage approvals in 24 hours. Or a pathology lab might be able to give you results much, much faster than it did before if it's getting rid of all the repetitive mundane work and keeping only the knowledge work or the skill work um, that that takes time and uh, knowledge from that person who's delivering uh, the, the information. I like your I like your pitch, Niti. I mean, heck, what is not to be liked about kind of 200% improvement in productivity here? But I would like to dive a little bit more into a particular use case. I mean, you 
brought up mortgage underwriting and we had uh, two weeks ago we had uh, the founder of Rocket Mortgage here on the show. And mm-hmm. so we talked about mortgage underwriting. And as you say, there are repetitive tasks and then there are tasks that really require knowledge. Uh, make it a little bit more micro-level specific. Uh, so you and I run a bank. We are we are mortgage underwriters and we're filing through a mortgage request. We have to look at, you know, titles. We have to look at building permits. We have to look at stuff that has to do with household income. How do I train a bot? I mean, that, that sounds very abstract to me. So the technology itself, um, let me take a step back and give you a holistic view. So automation is not something new, right? We've had it for a while now, ever since computers have kind of come into our life. Um, But what automation was traditionally uh, in the last few years, uh, last couple of decades, was that it it was something that you by by the time you mapped out a process, then you wrote code for that process, and then you created software that would help you automate that process. It was a long, drawn-out use case in that long, drawn-out project. And by the time you actually had the automation ready, sometimes the process has changed because the government changed a regulation um, or the bank had more compliance requirements and so forth. And so a lot of times automation was not commercially viable or economically desirable at all. Now with the democratization, this technology, this RPA and digital workforce technology, what it does is allow you to automate as a business person almost. So anybody, you don't need to learn to code. You don't you don't need to be a software engineer or an IT developer or anything like that. You can very easily learn. The learning curve is much, much less. And it's very front-centric. So you could just open the software and have the software follow you, the bot follow you as to your process, how you go about it, and it can learn from that. Or you can train it and say, these are the ways I want you to make the exceptions, for example. Um, And it allows you to automate at every level. So from the database level, the front level, the UI level, um, and uh, the API level. And so because of that, now a lot more processes, almost any process or any part of a process can be automated if desired. And this is what created this technology and this growth that we are seeing in the market today. So that people now can automate parts of a process, end-to-end process, under any application it uses, it can use uh, applications that we haven't even come to the market yet. It can have, uh, it can work uh, automation on legacy applications and so forth. And so now that's a game changer. So as a bank, you could say the productivity or the knowledge work that I'm bringing into this process at this point is very minimalistic. It's repetitive. I need to get information from three different systems, Um, the permit system, the city, um, and our own systems, and the application itself, and match everything and see whether it's validated, verify it, and then give it to the person who's dealing with that application to say, this has been verified, it's good to go, or no, this is an exception, you need to get this uh, figured out. And so the time taken by a bot to do that and the error, it's almost error-free because a human can make errors if you're doing repetitive work continuously, whereas a bot doesn't get tired. So certain work is really not meant for humans. It is meant for a bot to do. It's meant for a computer to do so that the human can then take it and now deliver the next level of services. 
So as a bank, you're able to deliver that mortgage in 24 hours, the mortgage application approval in 24 hours, and also add a few maybe, um, you know, things that the customer might need because he's considering a mortgage. Hey, do you want to open a bank account in that particular county or do you want to do this? And suddenly all your systems are talking to each other and you're able to deliver a much better service, much better product to your end customer. This is a game changer for every industry. Now, Nidhi, there is a, a word that you use twice, actually, in the kind of uh, couple of minutes that we talked so together. That is this idea of democratizing automation. Uh, mm-hmm. Is your value proposition, your competitive advantage at automation in, anywhere, is that that you're maybe not able to automate more things that other like big players couldn't automate in the past? Are you more like the automation for the smaller business or is uh, what is your differentiator from other companies that are doing automation and building computer algorithms? So the vision that Automation Anywhere has is to make work human. And the way to do that is that automation or the repetitive and mundane should go away no matter what, who or what you are. So it could be an individual, it could be a team, it could be a division of a company, it could be the entire organization, it could be a government, it should not matter. Anything repetitive and mundane um, should disappear. Bots should be able to handle it. And you train your bots, so you bring that subject matter expertise to train your bot in the right way, to make it right for your business uh, and your competitive strength. And that is true democratization of automation because then it doesn't matter how and who wants to touch it or use uh, bots to kind of create better work scenarios for them, more value-added work, more knowledge work, and better customer service, better products in the market. Um, And that is what democratization of automation does. Traditionally, automation was always this long, drawn-out process, right? You had to hire um, a person who could code and then code through it. That takes time, and that uh, the processes change, the systems change, and then you're back to square one in a way. Um, it was not, as I mentioned, commercially viable or economically desirable even. And now with this democratization, we are putting automation in the hands of whoever wants to use it, however they want to use it. It's that easy and that effective. You get better productivity, you lower your costs, you have error-free transactions, and you free yourself up to do better work, to do more knowledge work. Now, you mentioned uh, training a bot. Now, I haven't even been able in my life to train a dog. Uh, <laughs> so, so train a bot, uh, is that a more rule-based effort where I specify the rules of that repetitive process? Or is it more like a neural network approach where the bot to be is watching me and just organically finding out the rules based on my past actions? Again, both of them, and that is the that is the wowness of the technology. You can just have a bot watch you, like record and play kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and say, hey, whatever the systems I'm going through and whatever, uh, you know, uh, inputs I'm giving and whatever um, steps I'm taking, just follow that exactly as is. You can make it rule-based. You can say, hey, these are the rules. Every time this happens, this is what you do. Every time this happens, this is what you do. And the entire user interface of RPA and AI has changed. It is not 
now drag and drop. It's wizard-based. The learning curve is very little. And as you grow, you can kind of, hey, get more savvy with the technology and try to do even more complex processes or more complex automation. Um, and that is why I use the word democratization also, because now the learning is easier. It's not so complicated. The usability is so much easier. Uh, again, not so complicated. Now, Niti, you started a company called Automation Anywhere. Um, I guess it makes no sense asking, like, how many bots do you have working for you? But can you give us any other metric of the scale of the operation that you have created? How many accounts, Absolutely. how many millions of revenue, and any other metric of kind of how far are you along in that fascinating journey of democratizing automation? Absolutely. Um, so we are we have about 2,800 customer entities and 1,600 enterprise brands working with us. Um, almost 70 to 90 percent of almost all the top industries, all the top companies work with us, whether it's in banking, for example, 90 percent of the world's top healthcare companies, 85 percent of the world's top technology companies, 85 percent of the world's banks and financial service companies, and 80 percent of the world's top telecom companies use automation anywhere today. Um, we have about uh, 2,000 employees, and we also have about uh, 500 to 1,000 bots. Um, and so it is, it is something that uh, we believe is changing the world. It will change every industry um, in every country. Now, if I imagine your bots, uh, in some sense, I could see an advantage of having, once I trained my bot how to do my, my, my office hours for my MBA students, for example, I don't want to say that they're that repetitive. But just off the record, if I would train my bots to answer my student uh, email, I could see that that bot has some value to lots of other people. Is there a market of, of, of basically bot sharing or kind of taking that knowledge that I, I have codified to make it available to other people like me? Or is a bot like my personal assistant and that, that bot only stays with me? Uh, no, absolutely. We have something called the bot store, which is basically a bot marketplace. And like apps, you create bots that you can share with the world. Um, you can um, even monetize them so you can charge for it. Um, and so we see that, for example, we would see um, partners or people or advisors, com advising companies in, let's say, the banking space, create bots and then share it with other banks. Um, we'll have banks uh, use it for their different divisions. So you, they will create a bot and put in the marketplace for their other divisions to use. And so absolutely, there's a marketplace available that you can use. So there, there is a market for mortgage bots. How, how many, give me a sense, like how many mortgage bots are there in terms of what, uh, specific skills, like again, reviewing zoning regulations or uh, reading through a divorce statement to figure out uh, the, the financial situations of somebody applying for future, future mortgage. How, how many mortgage bots are there? So there are hundreds and thousands of them. And uh, the reason that is the case is because every bank uh, works differently in every country. Uh, in a, you know, and there are, there are regulations around it. So there are bots that will do an end-to-end -end process. There are bots that will do parts of a process because that makes sense in their world. Um, or there might be bots that have certain compliance regulations. So there's no way to get a number because it's really mm -hmm. that customizable. Um, now, some processes are a little bit more generic. And you might say, 
that everybody has to do. For example, a spell check is a very small thing or um, a number check, verify between two systems and make sure that that number is right. And so those kind of bots are also available. So it's really hundreds and thousands. You can't, uh, there's no way to give you a number on it. Is with many AI situations, there is this effect that the rich are getting richer because they can improve their models, they can train their bots on more usage data, on more transactions. Um, how do you train your bot workforce to get better over time? And when you're doing this, is that improvement, is that knowledge sitting with your clients or is it sitting with automation anywhere? So the bot actually can learn by itself, and that's why RPA is infused with AI and ML, and that's why we call it the digital workforce. So the bot over time learns and understands that every time you create an exception, what are you doing with it? What is the end result of it? What have you asked it to do next? And it creates those patterns over time and creates exception cases, and it's intelligent enough to understand and saying, hey, this is the most likely scenario. Are you okay with it, for example? Um, so definitely it can learn. It can go much, much further um, as it grows. Now, where, where the IP is concerned, that depends on the company using the bot. If they make that available, it is available. Otherwise, it can be completely within that organization to, to leave that information and that knowledge with them. And uh, how do you make your money? So you, you're selling these bots, you're renting these bots. Can you just give us a sense on both your business models and, and this is the amount of revenue you bring in? Um, so we do not discuss revenue because mm -hmm. we're still a private company, of course, but um, we create the platform. So for us, it's we are a product technology company. You need the technology and that platform in order to run the bots. And that's what we create. And that's the business we are in uh, to make it the most robust platform, the most secure platform and the most easy to use platform, the most reliable platform in, in all instances to run your bots. Um, there is the marketplace, of course, and there are different revenue models within it. Um, and over time, we, we are monetizing on it as well. And so can partners and so can customers. And uh, it, it becomes like an, like an app store, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a marketplace. Mm -hmm. So everybody can benefit from it. Uh, and they can bring their own subject matter expertise. It will create an ecosystem, basically, where people can buy, sell, rent uh, bots. Now, Nidhi, I, I like your vision of, of, of how the work will progress and, again, how you make these, these bots available and easily accessible, even, even for small business owners. Um, in the world of automation, if you think about manufacturing automation, there's a lot of talk these days about cobotics and kind of the robot working hand-in-hand -hand with the human operator. Um, how, how do I, as a worker, uh, work alongside my bot? I mean, how, how do I welcome my bot? I mean, I, uh, there's, uh, it strikes me like a very interesting social problem, given that most workforces in one way or the other are made out of both human workers and bots. Absolutely. So our vision is that, um, imagine today most businesses, um, you need a computer. You know, it's become mainstream, right? You come to work, you have a computer, you work on that computer for a lot of, lot of industries. Um, it is like that. If you are using a computer at work, you must be enabled by bots so that you're not doing the repetitive mundane. That's what we see. That's the world we see. We see every human having bots that will enhance their own career, their own work, their own skill set that they bring to the table. Um, if every human is, uh, you know, gets rid of the repetitive and mundane that we've created with these new technologies, imagine what they can do in the future. Um, and that's the vision. That's the overall vision. 
No, I'm, I'm sure you must have heard that um, question before. I guess it's true for any kind of IT system, for any type of robot, that uh, if, if, if I'm working for you and I have a certain set of skills like grading exams or so that can be basically automated and the bot can be trained to do the work, is there like a baseline suspicion of those who train the bots that their life might soon change for the worse? So we have not seen that yet. Uh, in all the industries that we are working with, um, there is some level of job skilling, reskilling, um, or um, a little bit of uh, changing of certain positions, right? So, for example, we don't have people who are telephone operators, um, you know, putting those little um, uh, uh, wires and connecting people manually, for example, right? So certain job displacement will happen on certain specific processes or certain specific, very repetitive, mundane work. But by and large, um, in today's world, what we are seeing is a lot of people have a significant chunk of their time that is repetitive, mundane, that they really don't want to do. Um, and it, it, it limits their creativity, it limits their innovation. And so by getting rid of that, you are actually freeing yourself up to do better work, to do bigger work, more creative work, you know, uh, farther reaching work. And so so far, we have not seen major job displacement in any industry, but there will be a certain level of job reskilling involved. There will be certain jobs that will become a little bit redundant over time because we have these bots with us. Um, but as a corporation, we work very hard um, to make sure that we are helping with this reskilling. For example, we have Automation Anywhere University where we train for free um, and we help people, you know, skill themselves not only in creating their own bots, but to help this RPA ecosystem and to become part of it. There are so many new jobs being created for it. And, um, and we do believe there is a little bit of transition there that we can help with as a company. Now, Niti, uh, you're describing a world which for you is happening today. When you're talking about an RPI ecosystem, I, I would assume 99% of Americans listen to these words and it sounds like the future. You, you're doing this thing today. Uh, so as somebody who is at the forefront of technology, like Automation Anywhere, what do you see for you guys being happening in five or ten years from now? What is the next step up for, for you to improve your game? So the technology will continue to improve, and the more people who embrace uh, taking rid of the repetitive and mundane, the more it will challenge us to bring new technologies to this future of work. Um, and as we create new technologies, I mean, the cool factor about RPA and uh, these new digital workforce technology is that... Imagine there are applications or software out there that haven't been invented yet, that haven't made it to market yet. Now, RPA will work with them also. It will work with the legacy systems and it will work with the next generation of software. And so that's the cool factor, that you can use this technology to get rid of the repetitive mundane no matter what. We do believe that uh, humankind will be better off, society will be better off, um, people are happier at work. Um, you know, we don't, you know, work in farms anymore for seven days a week, most people at least, where there was a majority of the world's population used to do that, let's say, 100 years from now, 100 years ago or 150 years ago. And so that has changed. We have bettered human life. You know, we've created better systems, better medical, better services, better products, uh, better life, really. And uh, for us, it would be from the future, um, this technology will help us 
be part of that ecosystem to bring society to that next level of work to bring to more bring work to become more human and uh, that's a key vision for us and it's a key driver for us in our technology an exciting outlook shared by Niti Mehta the co-founder of Automation Anywhere You've been listening to Work of Tomorrow on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School here on Series XM. Let me thank my wonderful guests, Niti Mehta for the second half of the show and Chris Crowley for the first half of the show. Uh, let me also thank our sound expert, Daniel Bruno, and my producer, Matt Tetz, for their wonderful support. We hope you can join us again this coming Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm Christian Terbisch, and on behalf of all of us here at the Wharton School, thank you for listening. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Oh, 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 o